Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. So in Galatians chapter 5, we're going to read from verse 16 to verse 25 out of the New King James Version. Paul writing, he says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Now, of course, Paul talks about a lot here, and today I can tell you that right now we're only going to deal with one thing. I want us to focus our attention on this whole idea of walking in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. Now, if you've been in church any length of time, you've heard that phrase. We maybe have used that phrase, but I find that many times we use phrases and we don't know exactly what they mean. Now, just that term walk is a present, in t- a present imperative verb, meaning it literally means keep on walking. Keep on walking. Walk in the spirit. Keep on walking. The idea being that the Christian life is a journey. It's not a destination. It's about the journey. And for us to be on this journey, it's going to require that we keep walking. We cannot walk in the spirit, and then go sit down the next day. When you look at a fruit tree, you never see the fruit, the abundance of it, drop off one day and drop back on the next day. It has to stay connected to the vine. Well, in the same way, we have to have a continuous walk in the spirit. So it literally, when Paul says walk in the spirit, he means continuously live under the control, under the influence, and under the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. There's not a day in your life or my life where we have, where we can slack off. We can't say I've been saved for 25 years so I don't have to walk in the spirit anymore. It doesn't happen automatically. Every single day we wake up, we have to make up our minds that we're going to yield to the control and the power of the Holy Spirit. A casual visit with the things of the spirit will never produce a fruitful life. 
How many of you know that if you, the, have you ever slapped off in your Bible reading and on the first day you feel bad, the second day you're busy, and the third day you don't care that you slacked off? Oh, what? Oh, nobody told you. I must be talking to the ones that never slack off. No, that's not true. So we've got to live under that control of the Holy Spirit. And he says, he goes on to say, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, the antithesis of that, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. If we walk in the Spirit, we shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh which has to mean an opposite. If we don't walk in the spirit, we are guaranteed to, be, to fulfill the lust of the flesh. There is no in-between. If you walk in the spirit, you will not walk in the flesh. If you don't walk in the spirit, you are, I guarantee you are going to walk in the flesh. When you and I gave our lives to Jesus Christ, we became new creatures. Galatians talks about that, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. You know, no longer am I living, but Christ lives on the inside of me. Absolutely. But where we got messed up is when the church told us, look at my hands and my hands look new. And look at my feet and they did too. Baby, you were the same hands and the same feet. Same ones. So our spirit man is new, is renewed immediately, is made new, made alive. The Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. But you and I still have a human nature. And the human nature fights against the nature of Christ. How many of you, when you got saved, there were some things that you thought were all right before salvation? You thought they were all right, or you liked them so much you didn't care that they were, weren't all right. Let me put both of my hands up for that one. Yeah, you like it so much that you start making excuses until you convince yourself that it was all right. And what happened was over time, then we had to have our minds renewed so that we could then combat what we believed we thought was right. Well, that's what he's saying. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The lust. Now, lust, I know when I was coming up in church, lust was generally always centering around something sexual. It was always sexual sin. You know, as a matter of fact, in our church, uh, you had that lust demon. (laughs) Do you remember that, Elder Margo? That was a lust demon. I said, look here. He got a special one just for that. But no, lust is a longing and a desire for anything that is forbidden. So so some of us, you know, we might have a cookie demon. (laughs) I know I'm preaching good right now. I feel all the cookie demons, you know, right in this area, just hovering, just hovering. It's, it's setting our heart on and longing for what's forbidden. And when he talks about the flesh, he's talking about the human nature. He says, live under the control of the Holy Spirit and you will not act on the desires and the cravings produced by your human nature. Now, this is a note I want you to pay close attention to. He says, 
I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He did not say, walk in the spirit and you shall not want to fulfill the lust of the flesh. He didn't say that. Because the human nature is always going to want fleshly things. If we walk in the spirit, he doesn't change our want to. He just allows, well, he changes, he helps us to change our want to. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Is that clear? He says you won't fulfill it. But he gives you the power to change your want to. Why? Because just because I want to does not mean I have to. Yes. I know you all don't believe this. But sometimes there's some people that come across my life and I want to cuss them out. Yes, I want to. And I haven't cussed in a whole umpteen eleven years. But I feel words. I, I have a memory. Oh, you don't want to talk to me today. I have a memory that if I lean into it long enough, Minister Tina, I can pull some stuff up. I say I want to. But if I walk in the spirit, he's not so much addressing my want to. He'll get to my want to because he'll start training me to know you may want to, but you don't have to. So now we can't lean into that old Flip Wilson theology, I call it. The devil made me do it. No, I just wasn't walking in the spirit. Tap your neighbor, say, you might not like it, but it's good teaching. (laughs) The Bible knowledge commentary says it like this. While no believer will ever be entirely free in this life from the evil desires that stem from his fallen human nature, he need not yield to them, but may experience victory by the Spirit's help. Now, this is important because many times what happens is we lose people in the kingdom of God because we make them feel like if they are still struggling with anything, if there's still any kind of desire, any kind of sin, anything that's going on in their lives, then something must be wrong with them. No, there's nothing wrong with them. See, we're behavioralists. Remember now the context of this. When you read all of Galatians, in context, you have to understand He's writing, Paul is writing to these churches in the region of Galatia. And he's writing to them for a specific reason. Because Judaizers had come into the church teaching. And the Judaizers were saying, these were Jews who believed that Jesus was the Christ. So they said, yes, Jesus is the Christ. However... If you're going to be a Christian, you're going to have to not only accept Jesus, but you're also going to have to accept the laws, the Jewish laws. So their position was it was Jesus and. 
And you say, well, we don't have Judaizers in the church anymore. Oh, no. We have legalism in the church. And let me tell you how. Let me tell you how it infiltrates our minds. We give invitations to, for salvation and people sit and think to themselves, when I get myself together, I'm going to come to Christ. Because the mindset is, if I can get my behavior together, I've got to do something so that I can get my behavior together. And then once I get myself together, I can now be presentable to Christ. And we don't understand that if you could get yourself together, you wouldn't need Jesus. So we, we spend our lives working on self-effort, self-discipline, self-behavioral mechanisms when in fact, without the power of the Holy Spirit, without yielding to him, we don't have power to resist the human nature. Have you ever done something and then you stop and say, I can't believe I did that? Because in your mind... You think, I'm saved. I should have never thought that. I should have never done that. Because for a moment, you forgot that the power's not in you. The power's in him. Is this helping anybody? He says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you do not do the things that you wish. They're contrary. They lie opposite in their nature. They're completely polarized. Uh, the spirit-filled life application Bible notes say, the spirit and the flesh are diametrically opposed to one another. The result being an unrelenting conflict within Christians in which we cannot be victorious by our own strength. Hear me, I'm not saying we can't be victorious. All I'm saying is we cannot be victorious by our own strength. We have to walk in the spirit. Remember I said, if we walk in the spirit, we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Conversely, if we, if we do not walk in the spirit, we will fulfill the lust of the flesh. There is no in-between. Solomon said it like this in Ecclesiastes 7 and 30. Put this in your notes. He says, for there is not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. Notice he didn't even say there's not a man on earth. He said there's not a just man on earth who does good and does not sin. And Paul said in Romans 7 and 18, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I do not find. So he says, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh, fle flesh, for the flesh lusts against the spirit. I know I knew a deacon that used to say that, you in the flesh. <laughs> for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law if you're led by the spirit he literally means if you're led by the spirit you will do right freely without being under pressure force or obligation. I had this thought. This is a great illustration of it. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about me, okay? 
So I live in Covington, Georgia, about 30 miles from here. And to get here, I have to travel on I-20 heading west. If you're not familiar with I-20 west over on that end on the east side, the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the speed limit is 70 miles per hour. My husband is in the back going, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> the speed limit is 70 miles per hour. So he says, if you're led by the Spirit, then, you know, you, you, you're, not, you're not worried about the law. So, <laughs> you see where I'm going? Y'all see it already, don't you? Now, I get in my car with the understanding that when I get to exit one four, uh, what is it? Exit 93. And I turn onto I 20. I immediately get in the far left lane. <laughs> immediately. That's the way I drive that all the time. Get in the far left lane. When I get in the far left lane, Elder Walt, I immediately check my speedometer. And I have one speed. It is 79.9 miles per hour. Because somebody told me that if you stay under 10 miles per hour, you're not likely to get a ticket. Don't try this at home, children. I'm just telling my story. I'm telling my story. I'm making my way down I-20. I have already set it in my mind what I'm going to drive at. But you let a police officer be over on that right-hand side. All of a sudden now, I have the capacity to bring it down to 65. Are you seeing this? Because he, he, <laughs> he says, if you are led, if you are led, if you are led, if you are led, if you will do what is right freely without being under pressure, force, or obligation. See, I'm not really being led by the spirit, let's say, at this point, because I have already made up my, my mind. I'm going to do what I want to do. And the only thing that's making me do right is the law. That's the only thing that's making me do right. Because I've already made up in my mind. I want to do what I want to do. And some of us live our lives like those of us who don't drive the speed limit. And that's not being led. He says, but if you're led by the Spirit, it means that you're going to self-correct just because it's the right thing to do. Not because you're worried about getting caught. says, but if you're led by the Spirit, 
You are not under the law. Have you, and, okay, okay, I got to hurry up. But listen, you know, and it never fails. When I see a police officer, blue lights or not, your heart start beating. <laughs> Am I the only one? Your heart start pounding. Start getting sweaty on the palms, bruh. Why? Because I already know I wasn't doing right. If I was doing right, the pres oh my God, the presence of the law would have no bearings on me because I'd already know I'm doing right. Yes, because he said, because the law is for the lawless. So he's saying, if you're led by the Spirit, then you don't have to worry about the law. If you are doing what's right, then you don't have to worry about the commandments and the thous and the these because you're already being led by the Spirit. Is this helping you? Okay, I, I need to hurry it up. I'm, let me finish up here because this is the best way that I can do this. As I was studying, I really am going to close here. I've read this, you know, we've talked about the Holy Spirit this whole time, and this whole being led by the Spirit, I thought I understood what that was. But Diane, I went back and I started digging a little deeper. And to be led really has three different pictures, but all of them are a picture of being led by the Holy Spirit. The first one is this. He leads us by laying hold of us, and bringing us to a point of destination. Being led, laying hold of us, and bringing us to a point of destination. But also being led is accompanying us to a particular destination. And thirdly, it is by us attaching ourselves to him to get to the destination. Now, some of you are looking at me funny, so Alfie is already prepared to help me. Let me show you what I mean. Sometimes the leading of the Holy Spirit will be him laying hold of us and taking us to where he wants us to go. That happens because sometimes... We don't necessarily want to go. Oh, 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 you're looking back. I love it. Sometimes we're more interested in being where we were than where God is trying to take us. And the Holy Spirit's leading then feels like tugging because he understands there's a destination that is better for us than where we've been. And so he has to lead us by taking us to the destination. There are other times when the Holy Spirit is leading us by accompanying us. And in times like that, it may feel like you are ahead of him and you don't see where he is. Let me help you with that one. Those are those times when you say, I don't know if that's me or if that's God. 
But in times like that, he's still leading us. He is accompanying us. Because Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So he's still there. But what he's saying is, I have put enough of the word of God on the inside of you. So that you, I know you are already submitted to his will. You know where we're going. And so I want you to understand, I'm still with you on this journey. But I am accompanying you because you already see the destination. And you're walking ahead. Yes? And then there are other times when you have to grab a hold of the Holy Spirit because he's moving faster. Some of the promises that he made, that God made, he said, I told you that I was going to do this on your behalf. I told you that I was going to bless you. I told you that I was going to give you everything that you needed. And you're going to have to keep up with me in order to get what God has for you. The open heaven is yours now. The blessing of the Lord is yours now. The way is yours now. The open door is yours now. And you ain't moving fast enough. So you're going to have to keep up with me so that you can get to what God has for you. Do you see that? Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes he's got to run ahead. (laughs) So we talk about... (laughs) Hallelujah. That's good right there. So walking in the spirit is going to be dynamic. It's not going to be the same every day. Some days, it's going to feel like he's dragging you. Some days, he's trying to pull us out of the fire. Some days, he's trying to pull us out of old habits. Some days, he's trying to pull us out of old mindsets. Some days, he's just trying to flat pull us out of sin and unrighteousness. Some days, he's trying to pull us out of bad attitudes. Other times, you're going to feel like you're walking by yourself. You're going to wonder, is that me or is that God? God, where are you? And the Spirit of God says, I'm right here. I've not left you. You know the way. Walk in it. You already know the will of God. You want to say, God, is this you? And he wants to say, yeah, you know it's me. I don't have to, hey, I don't have to coax you. I don't have to coach you, and I don't have to coax you. You already know it's me. Do everything that I've already put in your heart. I'm right here with you. I'm accompanying you. I can't do it for you because everything you need is already on the inside of you. All you have to do is keep going toward the fulfillment of what I've shown you. Some of you, you've gotten promises from God. You've seen visions. You've seen yourself doing particular things. And you were waiting for the Holy Spirit to drag you to it. And he says, oh, no, no, no. I will accompany you to it. But you've already seen the vision. You've already seen the promise. I'm going to walk with you. But this one you're going to have to take and walk in faith and get to it. And then some of us are going to feel our coattails Flying in the wind because the space between amen and there it is, is already done. 
And he's going to say, you're going to have to keep up with me because the promise I have for you, you can't be late. You must be on time. There is an appointed time, and that time is now in Jesus' name. All of it is walking in the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.